what's going on everybody this is episode 47 of the undiluted podcast we've been gone for a little minute last episode was a sports episode um today we're coming at you with an episode just touching on some things that have been going on this week you know the most important things and uh I guess when I say important I mean like the hottest topics right now and uh first of all I want to say uh R.I.P. John Singleton one of indeed. the great directors huh I was just saying indeed I'm sorry <laughs> no nah, no problem that's Clayton by the way also Hello. also got Mike what it do what it do man I'm looking forward to uh, talking about uh, the great John Singleton man yeah also earlier today um, the late great Chewbacca oh yeah I saw that that was sad he passed away he's up there with Han right now <laughs> yeah, damn man well, well, what's the after name they play on Peter Mayhew. Okay. Yeah. I was going to get around to that. Much, much respect to him. Mark Dolce's to his family. Absolutely. I would do a Chewbacca growl, but I don't want to embarrass myself again. <laughs> so, yeah, the majority of this episode, we're going to touch on some things about uh, the late, great John Singleton. He uh, passed away on April 29th. At the age of 51 years old, uh, he first made his biggest impact as a director with uh, the movie Boys in the Hood. Everybody's seen Boys in the Hood, I hope. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. That was a good movie, man. You had, uh, he also, I think, then he get nominated for Academy Award for Boys in the Hood. For- that's right. He was the. I think he was the youngest director to ever be nominated. If I'm not I, mistaken, I want. I want to say he was the first black director to be nominated. He was the youngest. I think at age 24. Yes, and he was the first black director to be nominated for best picture. Or yeah, best director. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's huge, man. Huge. And he also uh, directed Baby Boy. Um, Another movie, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen BET showed it a million damn times. Mm-hmm. Poorly edited BET. <laughs> and that's when a lot of people first got introduced to Taraji P. Henson shit as well as uh Tyre- Tyrese as an actor. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of good starts as an actor, but I mean he directed uh the Shaft remake, uh Four Brothers, a movie that everybody else loves. Uh uh too Fast, Too Furious, which, I mean, you know, hey, I, not everybody gets it right. Rosewood, Higher Learning. That's uh, my play. favorite movie of his, by the way. Which one? Ro- Rosewood. Rosewood was great. Yeah, Rosewood, man. Ooh, that brought yeah, out... Rose- huh? I was just saying, very underrated movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Shaft. Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow, yep. Uh, he whooped that trick, man. I didn't know he was a part of uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Man, hustling, flow. That's, it's just so much. <laughs> Actually, I don't... Th- 
Actually, uh, I don't know oh, if he directed Hustle and Flow. I think he just produced Hustle and Flow. I don't know if he directed it. He might have produced it and wrote it, but I don't think he directed it. But he was involved. I know that. Oh, yeah, he definitely did Poetic Justice. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. That's a super impressive resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he directed he even uh, he higher directed learning. the higher learning, the uh, um, he had directed one of the uh, if anybody saw the uh, O.J. Simpson uh, thing on FX played by Cuba Gooding Jr. He directed yeah. an episode of that. I know his latest venture uh, this past year, which I'm going to check out, as uh, Snowflake. Uh, that was starting to grant, gain a lot of traction on FX. So uh, check out Snowflake when you guys get a chance. Uh, I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, the oh, yeah. actor he had with him is uh, pretty dope. So. And he even he even directed, and I I didn't know this until he died, but he also directed the Remember the Time music video for Michael Jackson. I did not know that. Yeah, yep, he did. Yep, uh, I remember seeing a picture of uh, Magic Johnson and him and uh, Mike together. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorite. I mean, Michael has a whole shit ton of videos that we all love, but that's one of my favorites. And uh, I think he did. I think he did get episode. I think he directed an episode of uh, Luke Cage. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he might have. I know he he directed. Uh, he directed the Academy Awards, where a Slumdog Millionaire won for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. He directed that show. Like he was just he's just all over the place, man. He was. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that, you know, obviously there's a lot of films of his that that do get a lot of credit, like Boys in the Hood and, you know, I think Poetic Justice and, you know, a lot of these films do get the credit, but I, I just feel like as a filmmaker, he's he's just underrated. Um, Very. Also, also from that Star Wars tree, like like James Cameron, he was influenced by Star Wars to, uh, to start making films. Uh, so, I mean, that was definitely part of that tree part of that filmmaking family as well um you know what i love about him and i know jay uh uh jay i know you just giving an introduction and we just went right into it but it was pretty like much. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> uh but it's like what i love about john singleton is that you know he's so he's such on the opposite end of the spectrum versus uh, a spike lee as far as like he don't make you think too hard about what the message he's trying to drive home in this movies. You get it once you see it. True. You know, it's like with Spike Lee, you gotta rewatch, you know, it's like there's too many games being played with Spike Lee movies a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's like, dude, just say what the fuck you mean. (laughs) Black Klansman was amazing, but yeah, I do yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Consciousness was probably one of his um, most authentic, you know, like it's way better than that Chirac shit. Well, oh, Chirac was horrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was not a good movie. <laughs> right. I, I, I never even watched it. I refused to watch it because it's a disgrace to, to Chicago. But anyway, but uh, uh, John Singleton, like, man, you just get it, man. He was just so real and authentic. He he meant what he, he said and he wrote. You know, he wrote it how his actors wanted to, you know, portray it. You know, like what they say. More straightforward in your face. Yeah, you know what that line that Ice Cube says in uh, Boys in the Hood, where, you know, either they don't care, they don't know, they don't, you know, don't want to know what's going on. They don't show what's going on in the hood. You know, that line is so profound. Uh Like, off that line alone, I, I think, you know, when I was in college, I did an event off that one line. 
and, and you know in our community uh as far as the african-american community uh in uh in university of illinois i did a you know an event off that it was like black history month or something and you know we had a deep conversation i could recall just off that one line so i'm pretty sure it's plenty of other events going on off that movie alone and off that one line but you know just to you know go back to what i'm saying john singleton really he let you know what he was thinking man he didn't sugarcoat it and his artwork was so raw and, and authentic that you know oh yeah it was in your face absolutely and what i what i really liked about him is that you know, as somebody who wants to make films down the line himself, but one thing I really like about him is that he does what a lot of wrestling doesn't do, and he made a lot of new stars, you know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. I, Ice Cube as an actor, because he wrote that role just for Ice Cube and Boys Another. Morris Chestnut. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. had acted before, but that was really his breakout, breakout. performance. Neil yeah. Long. Not, yeah, Neil Long. More, uh, Morris Chestnut already said... Um, uh, Regina King was in uh, Poetic Justice, Higher Learning. Uh, Andre 3000 and Four Brothers. Like, he wasn't afraid to take risks with his cast. Like you said, Taraji uh, P. Henson. Tyrese. Uh, he, Tyrese, yeah. He he was not afraid to take, like, risks with his casting. Like, Tupac had been in movies before, but, you know, like, John Singleton's like, well, you're going to be, like, you're going to be, like, uh, you're going to be romantic in this movie. Janet Jackson, that was her first feature film. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Poetic Justice. Yeah, and he said uh, they had John Singleton said they had great chemistry on set. Like they was just, you know, even when the cameras wasn't rolling, flirting with each other, things of that nature. So, oh yeah, and that's just, who wouldn't want to flirt, flirt with uh, Janet Jackson? <laughs> right. Well, uh, yeah, according uh, yeah, according to Tupac, there were some other behind-the-scenes issues, but that's not what this episode's about. But yes, 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 yes. Um, but, you know, uh, but, you know, it's, you know, he, he was able to show, he was able to show a different walk of life. What I, what I really like about, like, you know, just Boys and Nuts, seriously, um, for example, is um, he was, he was able to just take that part of life like boys in the hood that kind of hood lifestyle he was able to make it serious for a lot of people because i think you know it wasn't the first kind of thing but it's just i, I on talk on terms of on the big screen like you know what i mean it's just like you had the black exploitation stuff of the 70s a lot of which which i still love but a lot of that was also very tongue-in-cheek and just kind of you know and then you had spike lee in the 80s which his films kind of varied but you know there was an element of that but i thought like with john singleton i was able to it was more about taking you kind of took that experience seriously in my opinion so as far as on film so uh, i really appreciated what he did in terms of that yeah i felt like he opened up the door for like these um renaissance pro black black movies like like i would I, if it wasn't for boys in the hood that wouldn't be a menace to society or or oh, hughes, no. or hughes brothers uh you know they they directed that and wrote that it wouldn't be a uh What's the other movie? Uh, damn, I had it in my mind. South Central. Uh, yep, South Central. Uh, or or Juice? <laughs> you said Juice? Yes, yeah, I don't know. I didn't know nah, which one you were thinking of. No, nah, no, nah, Juice came before. I think Juice came before Boys in the Hood. No, nah, it was the year. It was the year after. It was the year after. Oh yeah. I think I think that you know Boys in the Hood didn't influence 
kind of what whether you think it's all good or bad kind of like a hood genre in a way because it seemed like once that came out it was just let's come out with another one <laughs> another one another one because it was so successful oh yeah you know it's just it's it, it really was man and um you know um it it's 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 just sad to lose somebody that prominent and he was so young too like in his 50s 51 like, 51 young oh young 50s black man get that blood pressure checked out man that food that you're eating and shit like that is not good for you uh just take care of yourselves man too that's mm-hmm. too too young to be doing that shit man I'm only 32 and I'm thinking about it right now shit like I was saying earlier my father passed at age 49 mm. so damn yeah like it's Pat it is crazy a lot of people don't know like it's just like the food that some of our relatives ate generations ago like a lot of that is hereditary like that's still in our DNA yeah like that to, to get hypertension high blood pressure heart disease like it's encoded in us yeah like I said, because if you just look at Africa like you know like straight from the source you know what I mean straight from the source like the, the all that the the, I mean, of course, they have other health issues that were planted there, but nonetheless. But, like, the diabetes rate is, like, so low. But then you come here, it's like, okay, wait a minute. What the fuck is going on? So Yeah, because, you know, our ancestors living longer. Yeah, so just please. What we're currently living now. Please, everybody, just watch your health. Watch that blood pressure. Stop. You got to take physical fitness seriously. Drink your water. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a drinker, Shit, try to try to drink light because that dark. I learned this from David Banner. That dark alcohol, man, that shit will kill your ass. Cause yeah. it's some light wood. Yeah. Like, yeah David Banner said a doctor told him, like, man, you keep drinking Hennessy, you'll be dead probably like very soon. I've had one drink in ten years. Like I said, I just it's you gotta. Yeah, just take care of yourselves, guys. It really is, man. Too, you lost a great filmmaker too young, who I don't think was done making his impact yet. But nowhere near done. Yeah, so nowhere near. Like I think he was partying hard, to be honest with you. It might, it might be. Like you, you never know, man. Like I seen a few interviews that you know he seemed a little bit out of it. You know, he like he was like not not as far as like hungover maybe he was a little bit hungover but you know he was on the breakfast club, uh, club a couple of times and he even missed it you know he'd be partying you know, on his yacht you know he you know he, he was a, he was he was a guy that was really out there in the scene yeah. you know oh, yeah. it's a it's an uncode you know it's a you know a coded you know unspoken word in hollywood you know what happens in the party stays in the party absolutely <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You know, like, don't you know? They ain't gonna tell on each other, but you know, you can read between the lines of what he was talking about. You know, like I, I that's how you know you look at them and you put two and two together. You know, like I, I felt like he was partying. It you might know, be. I think it's it's easy to get to that lifestyle when you're successful. You got all type. You got any type of money that you want in your account, and it's like shit. I might. I I could just kick party yeah motherfucking day if I really want to 
when it's so I think it's that makes it like very much easier to get into that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know um, I can't. You know, I'm not in that lifestyle, man. It's a it part being possible for me to. I'm definitely. I I knew I would be out of that party if I had the level of success he had. So, you know, it's like it's just inevitable, you know. So that I, I don't know. I know for me personally to keep myself grounded and to, you know, not get into those traps. You know, you keep your family around you. Keep I you grounded. To be honest, man, if I I became wildly successful at age 24. I, I, I don't think I would have made it to 30. It's tough to say. That's a harsh truth. Had, had, <laughs> had, had, had I been successful in my early 20s, I mean, I'm not I'm not much of a party guy to begin with. I mean, people are shocked when I say that, but I just really fucking hate parties for the most part. But you know how many fucking whores I would have been banging? Oh, Lord. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have either been great cardio or I would have been like a Magic Johnson or something, man. Well, you know the way that that's your, uh, you know what I'm saying, your, your habit, you know, that that can too much of anything and mm-hmm. any beneficial for everybody is a problem. Oh, know? yeah. You know, and I want to mention, um, I, I ain't going to drop no end game spoiler, but I am about to mention Robert Downey Jr. and something about him. He was the story about how he went from because I don't know if y'all know like he was like shit a party animal bro like oh, yeah. on drugs on alcohol all that shit he was in and out of jail for sure um, it got so fucked up for Robert, Robert Downey Jr. that studios wouldn't trust him without like special insurance policies like we gonna pay you piece by piece Cause we don't trust that you'll finish the project. Uh, he was in the show. They had they they were pissed. They had to write his character out because he he couldn't just stick with it and finish it because he kept relapsing and shit. Yeah, he um, was the DMS of uh of acting. <laughs> and he I don't, I saw this on social media. I don't know how true it is the, the story of how he just had an epitome one day and he was like, man. I was sitting in my car, had my dope ready. I went to Burger King. <laughs> and he was like, man, I ate my food. And I'm like, man, I'm just tired of this shit and this lifestyle. He was like, he went and he threw his dope in the fucking lake. And he had he been sober ever since. And then um John uh how you know his name? Favre, John Fa- Favreau. Favreau. John Favreau. No, they did. They over there at uh, Marvel Studios. They decided to give him a shot, and here we are, eleven years later, seventy-five million dollars, one movie. Hell yeah! Like I said, man, and some people, and some people, you just really can't. I mean, you know, I don't know what Mr. Singleton was doing in his life, but you know, hey, man, some people are really their bodies are just like built to tolerate that shit a whole lot more, man, because. You look at somebody like a Keith Richards or an Ozzy Osbourne, who, quite frankly, these guys should have been like dropped dead a while ago. But oh, like, man, like dude, they, he can barely stand up, can? Right. I mean, but it's just like, hey, man, something in these guys' bodies said, like, hey, no, 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 you're, you're not, not, not just yet. Nope. 
there. And I, I just want to clarify, we're not saying, you know, John Singleton was a, a drug addict or alcohol. But I'm no, I mean, alcohol. Yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I brought it up like, yeah, I'm definitely not saying that by no stretch. But yeah, when you're talking about that young and having a stroke, I mean, it can it can be pills. Like, you don't know, man. You really you don't know. Yeah, I'm not on no Wendy Williams shit. <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think he was an addict. You know, I don't think he was an alcoholic. I really don't bring this up. You know, it's like you never uh, know. It's just all speculation. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I just think he was. You know, he had another side to him that you know we all do. You know, and <laughs> we all got other sides to us where. You know, you you go. It's a hard balance, you know. And for him, I guess movie and directing was his balance. So obviously, yeah. It is. yeah. He made. Oh, and one point y'all brought up that I really like is that uh, he, he pretty much gave a lot of these people their start. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned Spike Lee too. Spike Lee did really a lot too. And that, that's something I like about him. Like I, um, I, I love when directors do that, man. They go get somebody who's not too familiar and get them a chance. Yep. Just like um, a lot of people didn't know that uh, <clears throat> that uh, the guy that stars in uh, Black Klansman is uh, is fucking Denzel Washington's son. Yep. J.D. Washington. John David Washington. Yeah, John David Washington. And um, he, he did a terrific job, man. People were like, man, that's Denzel something? What the hell? Yeah, that's crazy. People didn't even know that. Like, like you know, I know that, you know, he's on my favorite show. One of my favorite shows, Ballers. Ballers. And uh, it was like, man, I knew ever since that show, because I've been seeing his interviews, he's been on a nice little tear. Oh yeah, I knew I knew it was him, but I mean, it's not it's not like he it's not like he uh he, it doesn't look exactly like him, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like yeah, you yeah. know, you know. But it's just I can see what people would be like. Oh, that's Denzel's son, which is a good thing though. Like you want to carve out your own legacy like that. So yeah, I mean, it's that's good. definitely what he's uh, chasing because he was a, a football player before prior to. Yeah, he can play uh, for was it LA? What no UCLA? I'm not sure. Uh, probably, but I know he got on. I think he got on the practice squad or when the NFL teams. Well, I, I remember him saying um, he was wondering what he was going to do next after that didn't work out, and he just started acting, took it very seriously. Now he's successful as hell. But he yeah, found his niche. Oh yeah, no, he did. But, you know, just going back to John Singleton for a second, what I, you know, it's, um, and what I, what I like is especially, you know, I like when filmmakers, you know, obviously if you gain a reputation for something, that's what people are going to want to see. And there's nothing wrong with sticking to that. But, you know, what I like about John Singleton is that he was able to, he was, a, you know, he, I mean, obviously, look, he's known for Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy, everything like that. But it's just like, you know, yeah, it's like fuck it. I'm gonna do too fast, too furious. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a, a Shaft remake. Oh, I'll do. A, I'll. Uh, uh, he didn't direct Black Snake Moan, but he. Uh, I think he either produced it or helped write it or something like that. And he did that 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 Taylor Lautner movie, uh, Abdu- Abduction, that nobody remembers. But yeah, you know, it's uh, 
You know, I like he, he didn't stay in a box. He really didn't yeah. stay in the box. He was yeah, all and, over the place. And he, and I don't think he directed anything. I know they did like, a, I don't think he directed anything after Abduction, which was in like 2010, 2011 or something like that. I know he was doing like the show Snowfall and everything like that, which I haven't watched. But it's just like, you can tell this guy, you can just tell just looking at this guy was not done. And right. it, it's fucking, it's fucking sad. Like y'all just it's gotta. Sad. Like, like man, the level of success he had at such a young age. If you look at these directors now, that's that's like hitting like a huge uh, success rate. That's coming out these big movies. Right. He did more in a in a time span that he did than a lot of these directors. Even Christopher Nolan, man. You know, I'm talking about as far as age range. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, uh, as far as, as as far as hitting the block running, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, he, like like he did it like in a like a ten year span, you know. Because yeah, Pitching. for your first, because your first, yeah, because your for your first film to be Boys in the Hood, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a hell of a fucking way to get out the gate, man. <laughs> and that was before, because that time was a, where people could try to just down talk your success and be like, oh, you got that because we in a PC era. Like, that was way before that. Oh, yeah. Right. No, and it was like, he and he just, he just made a legit quality film and it's just new stars and it made money like that. You know, and uh, I, I know that film got, uh, it was, it got elected to the Library of Congress in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was, and it was a movie that was made from the cheap too. I don't think that movie even cost, I know it wasn't $10 million. Maybe five, right. maybe six, maybe seven, but it made about sixty million in uh, in uh, in America, and that's how you write your own ticket, man. It really is. Right. I mean, he did what? Boys in the Hood, Higher Learning, Poetic Justice. Ja- uh, I mean, Justice. Yeah, like Justice. A, like a five, seven year span. Maybe you know, it was like kind of crazy. Yeah. He was moving, man. Oh yeah. It's 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 sad, man. Rest in peace, to John Singleton, man. Man, it's making me think of uh, Jordan Peele's success, man. How fast it's, it's, just, it's just clicking for him. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who knew? And who knew it's Jordan Peele? Right. right. You got that right. He had a lot in his uh, in his uh, inventory. <laughs> right. It's, it's just like, if you would have told me that Jordan Peele was going to direct films, I would have figured like, oh, okay. Comedy. With uh, with Kegel, Mike and Key, Michael Key, sure. I didn't, I didn't see Get Out coming. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely I didn't see, see us. That. I didn't see us coming. I think us is a, a direct derivative of uh, Get Out. I don't think us would have came out if Get Out wasn't as successful as it. Oh sure, but you know, it's I like I, if you were just to tell me to predict his career, I wouldn't think Get Out, Us, Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah. You know, most definitely, yeah. Most definitely. And Twilight Zone is pretty slept on because uh, I checked out, I checked it out, and I was like, well, this is not, not exactly on Black Mirror's level, but it is, it, is decent enough for what it is. True. And I'm like, I'm not seeing anybody talk about it. I'm like, damn, it's, it's definitely worth checking out though, because it gives you something to think about at the end of the day. Yeah, I just I think we're in such a remake era. People want Jordan to keep doing original stuff. It's probably gonna be getting, getting slept on, honestly. Probably. Plus, it's on CBS, and a lot of people 
don't give CBS shows a chance, man. You know, Survivor. Statistically, <laughs> CBS has high as ratings, but yeah. it's it's Mark, not the uh, Mark Burnett, man. It's it's just not that time period anymore, man. Like network TV, it's all about internet TV, man. Netflix, Hulu. Like I'm surprised the Big Bang Theory was able to make it as long as it has, man. I'm and honestly, it's time for that show to be put out of its misery. I liked it the first five seasons, and I'm glad that it's fucking ending uh, in a few weeks. Uh, it's time. It's it's really time. To, it's time. I feel the same way about Supernatural. I'm like, I just it might still be good to everybody else, but I just don't care anymore. Right. Like how long has that show been on? That's been a long time or it's ending, but still. A million fucking seasons, man. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, well, what show? Um, Supernatural. Super oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But, you know, like I said, it's, you can always trace, like, CBS, like, they ruled the 50s and 60s and a lot of the 70s. And then the 80s, kind of NBC took over and into the 90s. And then CBS kind of had a run again. And then in the 2000s, like, two and a half men and shit like that. And then it's just, I mean, come on, like, what, 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 I don't know, a lot of young people don't stay up and watch, uh, they're not watching that shit, Like, I just fucking watched Cobra Kai within the span of, like, <laughs> like, five hours, uh, I watched season two, like, that's, that's what it's all about now. Yeah, but I, it is getting kind of hectic with everybody having a streaming service now, it's like, fuck, I'm not it's about too to pay, much. it's too much, it's overload, not pay 10 of y'all. No, I'm not going nowhere near. I'm only paying like two. It's too. It's too much. Like I, I, you know, there's because there's always a show that that somebody tells me you have to watch. You have to watch this, or this is a really good show. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to watch all this. Y'all know that, right? Right. I, I think it's this era that we in that you know, like the streaming and binging thing yep. has got has got overly like obsessive. And like we want things right now, like that's the society that we in right now. And it's just like it's not enough to even like. I still watch House of Cards, you know. Like regardless yeah. if it's over, I still watch The West Wing, you know, Law and Order. You know, it's like it's like when things. I don't think people digest stuff um, like they used to. <laughs> oh, not at all. I feel, I'm starting to feel overwhelmed. You know how much. Shit, I yeah, I, I think that's like, good that you are. <laughs> I think that's good because I know you try to keep up with everything. Man, because I got Hulu, Netflix, HBO, DC and you, Universe. I have everything. Now, now you I'm just came, like, man. You just I came. With Netflix alone, they're dropping way too much content back to back to back to back. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 too it's too much. It's just like you know, it's like you're talking about like the West Wing and everything like that. It used to be. Go look, go look back at like the ratings that like Friends and like CSI used to get in their prime. Like people used to used to that used to be a thing. Like oh, every week oh this is on, and like now then DVR kicked in. Well, we can watch this whenever we want. Like you said, all these streaming services kicked in. It's just like if TV's not like a family thing anymore. Like I can watch the shit on my phone. I can. Uh, it's 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 not unless you're a big Super Bowl fanatic. It's just not a big deal anymore. Right. That's that's the only show that people really just come together and still watch in droves. And well, I'm, uh, I know me, me and my girl, we watch Survivor. 
Like uh, that's on CBS still, and that comes on every Wednesday. Well, I'm still I'm still a huge fan of that. That's the only show I know I watch on CBS. For, I keep uh, getting references to uh, check out Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah, Discovery, yeah. Oh really? I'll give it a shot one day. I even even like the hardcore Star Trek fanatics. Cause I'm a Star Wars guy. I never got into Star Trek like that. The fanatics of Star Trek, people who swear by the show, they're not they're they're not into Discovery. Well, yeah. that's just, that's just the consensus I've heard is that they're more into the Orville than they are Star Trek Discovery. Mm, I couldn't get into Orville. I haven't oh, tried no, it yet either. Um, Next Generation all day. Our buddy Kiki, aka Cora, she's a diehard Star Trek. She a Trekkie. Yeah. Oh, is she? Cool. Yeah, she highly recommends that. Oh, did he? Huh? I mean, so I was saying, I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, I mean, this cool. I was just, this is just like what I've, this is like a lot of what I heard. It's just, it's nuts because I, you would think that it would have more of a, I don't know, you you more of a support, but that's just what I've heard. I mean, you know, I maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah. So and it's funny y'all mentioned Regina King earlier. This just popped up on my screen, this show called Seven Seconds. And I'm like, I'll be forgetting that she was in Boys in the Hood. What's it called again? Pretty much Seven Seconds. It's a Netflix original. It's pretty yeah. good. I'd probably last about seven seconds with Regina King. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why. I seen her at the uh, Oscars. Mm. Man. Mm. <laughs> Boy. But, uh, yes. Man, you, she, she got a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, her, her production company, I wish I'd know the name, uh, just signed a big deal with Netflix. So she's going to be doing some producing on Netflix. And she's starting in the, uh, the show that I'm very look, much looking forward to on um, coming on HBO, uh, the Watchmen series. Oh, she's one of the main characters on Watchmen? Yeah, she's one of the main characters on Watchmen, so waiting for that yeah. to drop. Yeah, Watchmen is going to be real dope. You know that's going to be, like, dark <laughs> if you have, if you guys ever seen the Watchmen movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> Snyder done, done right, but that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, like I said, network TV's dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask y'all something. Um, what would, what would you say is like the most relatable thing you have seen in the John Singleton movie? Great question. The most what? Relatable thing like, that you've ever seen in a John Singleton movie? Uh, relatable. Um, you want to go first, Mike? Uh, sure, yeah, oh man, uh, relatable to me, uh, the barbecues, you know, uh, the, the barbecue scene, uh, and, uh, the baby boy scenes, uh, uh, the, uh, not, not relatable to me, but I see it in our community, uh, uh you know, uh, Jody just standing home with his mom. And the message behind that, you know, they just don't want to leave the house. <laughs> you know, uh, they just, you know, there's a lot of messages in that uh, that movie. If you ever watch Baby Boy, go check it out. That movie, uh, Rosewood, uh, man, 
uh, dope movie, man. I used to watch that like at the back sometimes. Sylvester, so. Big Baby, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Flo Evans, yeah. that joint. Yeah, uh, the just the uh, the our relationship in this country for blacks and whites, uh, and then also uh, how we interact with each other together, you know, uh, and, and and higher learning, going to school, being five percent black uh, on a university. Uh, I went to University of Illinois. There's only five percent blacks. I was one, maybe two or three blacks in a three hundred person class you know I know what that feels like so a lot of his movies are related to you know uh, man even uh, as a, as a uh, uh, I'm not I can't speak for a white person but I actually understood you know uh, uh, the character played by Michael Rappaport um, uh, Whitey uh, you know he had a lot of pressure on him he was getting pulled a lot of ways yeah and uh, I kind of felt I felt real bad for him, man. Even as a black man, you know, as a white guy, he 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 wasn't the killer, man. He like you know, like that movie really is. It speaks to the core of America. You know, it's like no one's born hating somebody, right? You're just not born racist. You just you know that's got that shit got to be taught to you, or given to you, and that's what happened in that movie. You know, you felt, I felt, I ended up feeling bad. And, you know, he cried. You know, like, man, you just felt bad for, you know, they kept calling the boy white. I don't want to say that on this, you know. Cause, you know, I want to call it after Michael Rappaport because, you know, he played a great role, man. He should have won an award for that. You know, that's what you, you know, Michael Rappaport played the hell out that role. And uh, he's still a cool dude right now, man. Yeah, yeah. He's hilarious. He's, dope, he's hilarious on Instagram. Who's he's that cocksucker? <laughs> and yeah so like man the, the movies that was labeled man baby boy uh higher learning boys in the hood barbecue scene and, and even uh the bad scenes <laughs> boys in the hood where black on black crime killing up some stupid stuff especially us coming from so, chicago that, that, that violence and crime that shit was so normalized right growing up it's like you used to it you see shit Yellow tape, police start to become numb to the coroner. You looking like shit. Damn, who got killed today? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And then, un- unfortunately, man, I I don't know if it's a coincidence. I don't know. Maybe I was shit. I think I was 17, 16 at the time. But it's like that event character made a lot of women comfortable. <laughs> We're popping the fuck off. <laughs> oh, Yvette. I feel like Roger created a fucking monster within these women as a whole. Yeah, I can see you, that. You're talking about Yvette, yeah. I, I can like, see Yvette. that. I thought you said, I thought you said event. Yeah, Yvette, <laughs> baby boy. Yeah, Yvette. It's not you said event. No, Yvette. <laughs> The Taraji P. Henson character. I don't know if it's a coincidence, man. But I just my earliest memories of like it being common for women to be comfortable with just popping the fuck off all the time. It just feel like <laughs> that character sparked that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, it's it's a lot of different uh, John Singleton movies that you can just. 
take something from and be like, damn. Right. You can you can say you can always learn something from a great film. It's like uh, it's like with Boys in the Hood. It's just like uh, probably a character I relate to is uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And uh, you know, it's like he, you know, he grow he's growing up in this and he's in this environment like you know like everybody else like Ice Cube and everything like that. But it's just like you know, it's it's pulling away from that temptation. You know, not letting. Even though Ricky's dumbass got shot, you know, it's not letting that revenge uh, wanting to take over and just, you know, hey, let me out the car, let me out the car. And uh, I think what that movie also does is show the importance of fathers. You know, it's I, I think that um, I think that all, too often and, and I, I think that only a man can raise a man. That's what, you know, people don't realize. So, you know, because his mother sent him to live with his father. And, you know, Furious was dropping knowledge, of course. So that's one thing I also really love about that movie. And, um, you know, that so that was relatable from that standpoint. Because you look at, you know, you look at Ice Cube and uh, Ricky, and or Doughboy and Ricky, I'm sorry. But, uh, you know, it's just like they didn't have that. They didn't have that stability. I'm not saying that that would have necessarily put them on the right path. But it's like, okay, you can see, you can see the difference. And, um, yeah, and in... And in uh, poetic justice, you know, um, it's it's the, she thinks she's too good for Tupac at first, and then I just think the most important thing when you're telling some kind of like love story or romance story is just the chemistry, the chemistry between the two people. If you don't have that, you don't have nothing. And they had great chemistry, and I just love that movie for it. So um, he made the right call there. So yeah, rest in peace, John Singleton. No doubt. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure he had some stuff. Like you said, he probably had stuff in the works while he was. Uh, unfortunately, um, before this incident where he had the stroke and then he unfortunately passed away, I'm pretty sure he had stuff worked out. So I don't know. Maybe it'll get completed. Maybe it'll, I don't know. I what's that show Snowfall about? I haven't heard that what's uh it's about uh drugs uh getting infiltrated in into LA uh during the seventies and eighties as a young black kid. It's dope man. Uh, you know uh, he went on they was on a breakfast club interviewing them. It was about last year I think. And uh, uh how he got how it got into his hands and how it you know it got infiltrated into the community. It's pretty. It's pretty dope. Man. It was just crazy how that shit just—he was on to something, man, with that one. Man, I thought. I think one of the biggest regrets that we didn't get to see out of his. Uh, I would have loved to see him tell the uh, authentic uh, uh, Tupac story. I hate that the people that was behind the movie all eyes on me didn't get this dude. That movie sucked. Of, I just hate that they give him the time of day to do it. You know, like I mean, John Singleton would. You know, you know, he's a director. He actually had a personal relationship with Tupac. Right. Let let, let the man do that. That movie was <laughs> that movie was trash. Yeah, I was disappointed like, myself. It's like, who are you, man? You know, like let the man do it. Like you can't do. We all win. <laughs> Everybody wins. That's so what I'm saying. He wanted to touch on, you know. 
political side of Tupac, the emotional, more of the emotional side of Tupac, and just tell a better story overall. I mean, they yeah. they got it right with the guy looked like him and shit, but yeah, he looked yeah. like him. I'll give him that. But yeah, I don't yeah know. they they got that right. Pulling out man. iPhones and everything, man. I, I I don't like that movie, man. But they, but then again, there's there's very few of these uh, musician biographies that I actually like. The only yeah, one they really like, got. The only one they got right, and there was still a lot of lies told in it, was straight out of Compton. That's because they're all still alive, except for Easy. And there was a lot of lies told in that movie too. I actually like New Edition. So I don't yeah, like New Edition was really yeah, good. that one was good. Yeah, that one was good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, that's only my only regret that I that uh, didn't get to see him tell that story. I thought that should have been done properly. I think a lot of egos was involved. But other than that, you know. Uh, you know, I'm gonna check out. I haven't uh, finished the uh, snowfall. I'm gonna check that out. And I can't think of anything else he got coming up or or that was in the works. But I know that was like pretty current. You said that was on FX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also I think I heard you say uh, that he had a hand in that OJ FX show. He directed an episode. Yeah, that show was good as fuck. It was, it was, because OJ was having like a big resurgence in 2016, I think because he was getting out the next year, and uh, they had that, and they had Made in America, and everything like that, it was everywhere again, so, uh, yeah, but he directed the episode uh, called The Race Card. Uh, I had to rewatch that. He was directed. That. that was, yeah, I think that was the one where uh, they first had uh, Johnny Cochran and Christopher... It was, it was episode five, so I think it was the one where they first had Johnny uh, Cochran and uh, 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 Chris Darden go at it. That might have been the Nigga Please episode, but I'm not sure. Man, I died. You remember that? <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, when a black person hears that word, it's just so they can't think rationally. <laughs> think. I, I can't believe he really tried that shit in court, man. No wonder these motherfuckers lost, man. Man, that shit. If you, hey y'all, y'all haven't watched, I think it's called People vs. OJ Simpson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, American man. Crime Story. Yeah, People vs. OJ I know Simpson. y'all, I, shit. I, I'm, I was in y'all's shoes. I was tired of seeing OJ shit. Cuba Gooding Jr., man, he had that down. No matter Somebody what, referred, referred, it to to me, referred it to me, referred it to me. And I was like, let me just watch this shit. And then that's the thing I know I binge watched it. And I'm like, this is good as fuck. The acting is just, the acting alone is worth it. Yeah, it's like, you know, and a lot of people don't know that like, the Kardashians claim the fame. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Man. That was the, That was their initial ticket in. And a lot also, of people don't don't know don't know that though. Some other stuff shot. they give me like the John Singleton type of vibe, man. If y'all haven't checked out um, the DC show Black Lightning, that's on Netflix right now. I love that show. Um, shit, I can't get into it, man. Man, that show good as fuck. Look, the the writing is great. It's the acting that's horrible. <laughs> Which character acting? I mean, it's like, man, you go down. I, I think his daughter is doing good, but he is his, 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 so corny, man. The acting, I can't feel it. But, but the I mean, writing, he's a, 
the writing is there, Joe. The writing is on point. It like they got that. that that's an A plus. It's the acting that's horrible. Oh, I don't have a problem with acting on the show, especially with Tobias. Man, that dude is up yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he up there kill Killmonger to me and uh, shit. As far as saying like raw ass lines, he up there with Thanos, Killmonger, all of them. He just be saying some cold shit. You know, he used to be a rapper. Right, but here it's, it's just the acting but I, you know I'm definitely gonna finish that out I don't even think they get they got renewed though for a third season I'm not sure but like I said man it, the main character I mean he Black Lightning he uh I don't know hey, I don't have a problem I don't have a problem with that he just he, He's a, a, a principal from a school, so he just he comes off as like a, you know, a, I don't know what word to use right now, but yeah, to the audience, I know nothing about Black Lightning. I'm just I'm browsing female porn right now. The fuck, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty if, it's pretty fascinating. Black Lightning, let us know what you think. Um, also check out Donald Glover's show ATL. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And really speaking is. of him, and that dude's on fire. Like he all over the place. Um my boy Marshala Ali. One of my current He's definitely killing it. Remy. Green book. Shit. Um well, Green Book was a great movie. Three. Huh? I said Green Book was a good movie. Really good movie. Yeah, man, I, I I don't see a lot of people talk about True Detective season three, but it's, it, man, that was a good season. I heard it was a good bounce back from season two, even though I love Rachel McAdams with all my heart. <laughs> yeah, everybody said season two was trash. I didn't even finish it. I watched the first episode and I was like, uh, I'm not interested. Oh, so so yeah, that that makes me think. Is it what what great shows have y'all like? got like just couldn't get into because like now that you mentioned that like um uh fuck what was the one i was just thinking of oh uh um six feet under six feet under was a show that i heard was great i heard it had an excellent finale i tried my best to get into it i got to like season two and i said okay i'll watch the episode in a few days i never got back into it uh it, it just didn't do it for me lately there's been a lot of shows like that for me like um I think I saw a lot of people saying the show Travelers on Netflix is good. I I watched the first season and then I was like, Man, I got no desire to see where the show goes. Right. Two or three or whatever. Uh I forced myself to watch the entire season of Sharp Objects oh. on HBO. <laughs> Uh, with with the miscasting Lois Lane. Oh no. Um. <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, because I saw all these critics going crazy, like, man, this is and I, was, I was just like, let me see where it goes. And I was like, man, this show is overrated as hell. Now you mentioned one earlier, House of Cards. Like after season one, I was just like, okay. That was kind of cool with the train and everything. Let's see season two. And I'm just like, I just, 
I, I don't know. It just it just didn't do it for me. No, no. When they brought in Joel McKinnon, <clears throat> Kinnaman, uh, I think he killed it as Will Conway. Yeah, man. House of Cards is dope. You know, that, that pretty much started uh, all this binge and stuff. Back in, like, 2012. Uh, it got its episodes where it probably lost your interest. Because there's some episodes I, I just sat through, but then you get to certain points, like, okay, now this shit picking up. Because, you know, that was the first big hit Netflix show. And that was back in 2012. I remember that, man. Uh, when that, that used to drop on uh, Valentine's Day every year. Friends, yeah, the first two or three man, seasons. That was cold, dude. The Breaking Bad was my binge show. That's the show that made me binge watching. I would be, I would be late for work because of that shit. Oh man, Walter White, man, can't go wrong. Yeah, that was my original binge show where I'm like, oh, I get it now. This shit is addictive. Netflix is like crack. I better, uh, or I mean, it wasn't on Netflix yet, but I'm like, yeah, Netflix is like crack. I better, I better be careful with this stuff. But you know what? Mm-hmm. My my first binge show was before even Netflix though. It was the wife. I was I would get them all on DVD. Oh after, yeah. Like after the season's over with, because I hadn't even watched throughout the season. Then I just sit one day and watch them all back to back to back. Oh yeah, I had already seen that. But yeah, I could see how you would binge on that. Yeah. 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 I used to do that with Martin and uh, and Living Color because I had a, I got I had the whole set on DVD. That's what's up. And one more thing you mentioned though that I didn't know you said John Singleton wanted to direct because he was inspired by Star Wars. Yeah, he he, he that's what got him into films, just like James Cameron. Both big Star Wars fans and wanted to direct movies uh, immediately because of it. I did not know that. Yeah, he was, he was, John Singleton was a big fan of Steven Spielberg, too. Um, even though they shot completely different movies until Spielberg got more serious with, like, Schindler's List and things like that, of course. But, yeah, he was a big fan of Steven Spielberg. And, uh, yes, because John, uh, people don't know this, John Singleton was actually uh, uh, in the field that I'm in, which I can't stand, but he was actually going to be a computer scientist. But he... Um, but you know he he changed that uh to uh he became a film major at us uh, was it usc he became a film major i just know that and uh he quit the computer game and went into film that's what's up man mm-hmm. i would never be able to tell that shit star wars got him to got him into the game yeah i was about to say it's not the same style of movie at all uh but you know yeah it's that would be like hearing Boys in the Hood got J.J. Abrams into making movies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be excellent. I would love to find out that. So J.J., what was your biggest inspiration for the Force Awakens? Oh well, you know, um, I watched Boys in the Hood back in the day when Ricky got shot. I just got to tell you, it changed me so much. <laughs> and uh, I, so I wanted Han Solo getting stabbed to be like Ricky getting shot. It was just it was just beautiful. <laughs> I wanted that to be my moment. Damn. You know, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, when you can leave a legacy like that, it's, uh, in something that I, I know I want, I want to be in film. I want to direct movies one, you know, one day. That's, 
that's something I want to do. And, um, you know, it's it's sad when you lose an influential figure like that. It just, it really is, man. It really sucks. You know? Um, and you can do it. Just shit. Just find your method, your techniques. Learn, keep learning. Absolutely. It's... Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff be self-taught by people. A lot of people I know, man, successful. Man, learn stuff from going on YouTube, watching videos, just or just taking inspiration. Oh yeah. Um, shit, other people style. So it's like shit. Just gotta do it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and you could also tell um, with the boys uh, in the hood influence. Uh, because uh, you know they have the young boys in the beginning of Boys in the Hood um, where they take the trip to see the dead body and everything like that uh, That that I mean well that was inspired by Stand By Me where they go to see the dead body and uh, you know at the beginning like so that was a nice little homage to that film so you could tell he was definitely a student of the game John Singleton was yeah no doubt that's what's up that was man you know I'm a big Stephen King fan so Oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, rest in peace, John Singleton. Yes, sir. And that's crazy that we were going to dive into some other stuff, but we ended up going through the whole episode about Singleton. And others, yeah. We we, we got into him, and then we switched to something else, and we found our way back to him and uh, uh, Netflix and the Tupac movie. There was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you said, rest in peace, John Singleton. Anything else you want, y'all want to add about? Are we are we are we closing out? Yeah, we gonna close yeah. this one out. Just just wrap it up with John Singleton, man. Oh, okay. Uh, we, well, we were gonna dive into the big thing going on today about uh, Facebook choosing a ban certain popular people like. Uh, Farrakhan and Alex Jones for being controversial and they I guess they feel like they spread hate conspiracy theories or something something like that it wasn't just them it was a couple of other popular figures but well I just want I just want to say anybody everybody go watch Alex Jones on the Joe Rogan podcast recently and tell me if that's a man that you think should be banned so okay the guy's fantastic he's like entertaining He's a great he's the he's a great wrestling promo even though he's not in wrestling. Uh, like I said, it's, it's go go listen to that and tell me that you think he should that you think he should be banned. But uh, if we're as, if we're saying our goodbyes, um, um, I want to give a shout out. I, we just most of us just saw Endgame. I want to give a shout out to Zoe Saldana. Um, whether you want to wear the green makeup or not, um, well, as long as I have a face, you have a place to sit. So. Uh, um, <laughs> um th- thank you for your work in the movie and uh um all right to the streets <laughs> all right <laughs> what about you mike uh uh man just check out man if you guys want to continue to see john singleton work check out his movies uh check out rosewood higher learning boys rosewood and cry man yeah, but it, it, it needs to be watched. Uh, I mean, especially what's going on in today. You know, it ain't really too much different. And uh, and uh, Snowfall, which is the most recent work. 
And what was the name of that episode? From the OJ, People vs. OJ? The race card. The race card? Yes. The race card. It was episode five, yes. I'm going to rewatch that. And yes, it was it was it was the N word please episode. <laughs> I had to double check that. I had to double check that when I said it. That was out of nowhere too. I just you know that's just one of those things like with the OJ thing. Like I was so young when it was going on. I, I saw his face everywhere. I didn't know who he was. Like I I was I was so young. I was just like okay OJ Simpson why? Because I was old enough to know that okay people get murdered every day. What's so big deal at this murder trial? And I'm like oh. Oh, he was a football player. Okay, I'm like, okay, cool. But then I'm like, oh, he was an MVP of the league, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, America loved him, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, oh, I get it now. So, yeah, like I said, that was so confusing to me when I was young. Man. That was a victory for a lot. <laughs> it, uh, that's a whole story in the damn self, man. A lot of, it, a lot of, it is, man. Honestly, don't know if old James is guilty or not. Who knows? It's, it's, I can say, man, you never know that shit, man. That was a long, a big ass L for a lot of people. Like, fuck, I can't believe he, can't believe he won. But at the same time, a lot of people were celebrating, like, yeah. Well, I mean, I, and we, and we know what you mean by that because that case got so split along racial lines, like, you know the infamous like uh the infamous segment where they show the black reaction on TV and the white reaction. <laughs> I mean, you're like, we know what you mean when you say some people were cheering and then some people were not happy. <laughs> so yeah. Well, rest in peace, to Nicole. Uh, Nicole Simpson. I mean, wait. What was her name? Nicole Brown. Or... It was Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like... <laughs> Oh no! I don't want to disrespect the dead. Man, just make sure you rest in peace. I don't know if OJ did or not. That's all I'm saying. Well, that yeah, that is another episode in and of itself. So yeah, we better go. (laughs) It's fucked up, man. We better go. (laughs) Damn. All right. Uh, yeah, Zoe, Sal- Zoe Saldana, um, you're, you're more than free. You're more than free to take advantage of me. Um, I don't like think said- Star Lord would like that. But okay. Well, fuck Star Lord. Okay, it's his fault. Infinity War is his fault. Okay, you know. Yeah, and I and I and this is somebody who loves Thanos, but like, hey, Infinity War is his fault. Like, they could have just won. Let's take the damn glove off. Okay. You know. And he and he hits him with the gun. Like he don't even like hit him with. He don't even try to shoot the motherfucker. Hit him with something more dangerous, like a bat or all those rocks that were lying around. He just, oh, you asshole! Ah, ah, ah! He's like, fuck you, Star Lord. I love Star Lord. I I, yeah. I do I do generally speaking, but yeah, I mean, come on now. And, uh... R.I.P. John Singleton. Uh, Rest in peace, John Singleton. Thank you all for listening. Keep tuning in. This episode 47. We got 48 and 49 coming this weekend. Got a lot to talk about. Pick up our consistency. Uh, we'll, We'll get back into doing sports episodes every week like we used to do. 
And um, yeah, so uh, thank you for tuning in. Till next time. That's all, folks.